do things together and travel. Anyone can have fun with someone when you're traveling and going out to eat and times are good, right? It's when we went through the bad times that I really fell in love with him because I was like, wow, he's really here for me. Like he's not going anywhere. I trust him. He's like my rock. Hola and hello friends. Welcome to the Medicine, Marriage and Money podcast the only podcast for dual physician couples who want to achieve marital interdependence and financial freedom together. In this podcast, you will learn how to show up as the best version of yourself so that you can love intentionally and build a stronger and more financially savvy relationship with your spouse. And I am your host, a physician mom, a doctor's wife, and a life coach, Dr. Kate Mangona. Welcome and bienvenidos. Please welcome our guest on today's episode of Medicine, Marriage, and Money. We are here with Dr. Tiffany Moon, a board-certified anesthesiologist, a mother of four brave children and three cute dogs, fashion connoisseur, writer of more than two dozen original medical manuscripts, reviews, and book chapters, an international speaker, a philanthropist specializing in animal rights and family violence, and a comedian and influencer on TikTok and multiple other social media venues. So is there anything else you would like to add to your introduction? No, that was a great introduction. Thank you so much. Based on what we all see and know of you on social media, you and Daniel Moon are always dressed to the nines and celebrating something, which I personally love because I totally believe we need to celebrate all the small wins every day. Can you tell me a little bit about how you two have kept the spark alive during COVID and what you feel every successful marriage might need right now? You know, in some ways, I would say that COVID probably brought us closer together because pre-COVID, we were both very busy with our work events and travel events. And sometimes we were just like ships passing in the night, you know, like I haven't seen my husband in 48 hours. But COVID has really brought us closer together because we actually have dinner every night with our children at the dinner table and talk about our days and sort of have that time to reconnect with one another. So... Um, in some ways, I guess it's been a, a little bit of a blessing. Mm-hmm. I love that. Yeah, I've, I've heard that from a lot of families. It's just more time at home, enjoying what's really important. Let's talk about the first time you met. What feelings did you have when you first met him? And feel free to share any love at first sight stories, your proposal story. Well, I I would not say that the first time I met Daniel, it was love at first sight. Um, I I had had a few adult beverages, so I don't think that any feelings that I was having were pure. We met at a club, which no longer exists, um, in the year 2008, which is also the year that I graduated from medical school. Yeah, it was a club. It was crowded. There was people dancing hot and sweaty. And um, his friend actually had spilled my drink. So I yelled at his friend um, like, hey, watch it. You just spilled my drink. And his friend was very apologetic and said, I'm so sorry. Somebody bumped me from behind. Um, May I buy you another drink? And I said, sweet. Sure. Yes. And so his friend brought me over to their table. And that's how I met Daniel. I said, you you sent your friend over to spill my drink, didn't you? <laughs> He's like, yes, maybe. Yes, I did. Yes, I did. So. 
And then what about your proposal? Daniel proposed to me in Napa at a beautiful estate called Meadowood. We had been uh, tasting wine all day. Mm -hmm. And those of you who have been to Napa know that it's an all day activity. Oh, for sure. So I think our first wine tasting was at like 930. Mm -hmm. And we had four, which was probably a little ambitious. <laughs> and then we had dinner at Meadowood, which is this like three Michelin star, super fancy restaurant. And we got the wine pairing. So needless to say, we had had a lot of wine. And after dinner, we were walking through the garden at Meadowood and he started saying all these nice things like, I can't imagine my life without you in it. Like you complete me, like all these things. And I was like, homeboy has had too much wine. Like it is like 10 p.m. He it's, you know, 12 a.m. Dallas time because he was visiting me because I did my um residency at UCSF. Mm -hmm. So I had a golden weekend and he had um, flown from Dallas to San Francisco and we had driven up to Napa together for the weekend. Mm -hmm. And I was like, he must be tired. He traveled, all this stuff. And it wasn't until like the ring was in my face that I was like, oh, this is happening right now. Like I couldn't believe it. Yeah. I mean, we had talked about it. So it wasn't like a super surprise. I just didn't think it was happening right then. then okay and how many I mean, yeah. how many years had you guys been dating and were so you were long distance too yes we were long distance so we had been together at that time for almost two years okay. so we were together for one year because i did my intern year in internal medicine here in dallas okay. so we were together for one year and then apart for three wow okay yeah. yeah. What was, well, let's, let's talk about that. Yeah. Being apart for three years. I will preface my answer by saying that I don't recommend it. It's not good for your relationship mm -hmm. to be apart for three years. It's cute the first year. And then the second and third year, it's really not cute anymore. I will say it's like every other good piece of advice for relationships. Like you have to maintain um, good lines of communication. Right. And back then I was in residency and working 60 to 80 hours a week and trying to learn and do all these other things. And he was in a rapid expansion phase of his business mm -hmm. with Sam Moon. They had opened like five new stores in three years. So we both sort of agreed to focus on our careers and our work during that time. And we would see each other about once a month or so um, and really, you know, be present during that weekend. But during the weekdays, I mean, I'd go days without really talking to him because I'd be in the OR. Plus, I didn't really have much to say. Plus, I hate talking on the phone. So, you know, we'd check in. How was your day? Okay, I'm going to sleep now or I'm on call. Just got another admit. Like, I got to go. You know, there wasn't like I guess there wasn't a sense of closeness when we were apart, but then when we were together, like I would fly back to Dallas for a weekend or he would come to San Francisco and we'd go to Napa, we'd, we'd connect again. But it was a little touch and go the, the last um, few years of our long distance relationship. Okay. I mean, you were also focusing on becoming an anesthesiologist. So yeah, you didn't have... 100% of your time to devote to the relationship. So well, that, right. that's great. I mean, I love the, the definitely those weekend trips helped reconnect on your golden weekends. Um, I can imagine you reciting these stories to your twin girls at night at bedtime. <laughs> can you name one or two reasons 
why you fell in love or like how you knew that you were in love with Daniel? I think, you know, love is a complicated matter. And I think there was this sort of lustful, like I need to see the other person. I can't stop thinking about them love. And then there's this sort of deep committed, I want to spend the rest of my life with this person. They get me. They understand me. They've seen me at my worst. They still love me. That kind of love. It, there's are two different sides of a love coin, right? Mm-hmm. And it's when that kind of love grew, the latter, not the, oh, I have fun. We, you know, do things together and travel. Anyone can have fun with someone Mm -hmm. when you're traveling and going out to eat and times are good, right? It's when we went through the bad times that I really fell in love with him because I was like, wow, he's really here for me. Like he's not going anywhere. I trust him. He's like my rock. That is so heartwarming. Now, now, these would probably be the same reasons you you still love him. Would that be correct? Yes. Yes. I would say that I love him now more than on the day that I married him because we've gone through more together, right? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's talk a little bit about the details behind the scenes because we know that y'all are both badass, high-achieving professionals who not only (laughs) put your life on the line, but are also crazy successful business and hotel owners. And you mentioned Sam Moon, and we know you own a few hotels now. Um, How do you have such a strong, successful marriage as two insanely busy working professionals with four kids, three dogs? I mean, you're tadpoles and all your other living things you have in your house. We do have somewhat of a zoo here at our house, figuratively and really. I I think it's good that we're on the same level. Like, for example, if one of us were a super workaholic and the other person wasn't, and we're at home sort of like, honey, when are you coming home? Let's eat. Let's watch Netflix. Let's hang out. Like, there, that would be bad, right? But like, because of both of us are so dedicated to our careers. We've sort of committed to that. And then we've agreed, well, when we get home, let's turn it off. Unless there's some emergency going on at work, his work or mine, we really try to turn it off. You know, when I'm not on call, I'm not on call. And we dedicate our time to being with one another and spending time with our children. So it's just sort of being on the same page, really. Okay. Right? No, that's perfect. And then what about TikToks? Where does TikToks fit into this? Is that considered family time too then? Yes. Um, TikTok started during quarantine because we had run out of things to do inside the house. And my 16-year-old stepdaughter, Nicole, suggested that we make a family TikTok dancing video. And then she created an account for me under my name. And I did a few without her, like where me and Daniel did like a push-up thing where he goes flying over me, you know, just things that I thought. I was like, I can do that challenge. And then before I knew it, I had all these followers and I didn't even know what was happening. Like that was a total surprise. Like I was not trying. I was just being silly, didn't think anyone would watch these videos. And then all of a sudden, Nicole's like, oh my gosh, your last video went viral. It has like 20,000 likes. I was like, really? (laughs) Somebody's watching these? Like, they must be really bored during quarantine. So it was mostly a quarantine activity. I feel bad now because I'm working so much and, and 
pursuing some other endeavors in my life that um, my TikTok game has not been strong lately. Um, Plus my TikTok producer, my TikTok producer is on vacation with her mom um, and and her other side of the family. So she hasn't been around. And truth be told, I don't really know how to do it by myself. She usually edits and cuts it and adds the text. Wow! So I'm waiting for her to come back from her holiday so that we can make some more TikToks. Well, that's actually perfect because I didn't know that. See, I hear, I mean, a lot of us think you're doing this yourself, but you're actually having somebody help you. Oh yeah. I I don't know how to do those edits and put the words. I mean, I sort of do, but like it takes me 30 minutes and I get frustrated and then I'm just not going to do it. Whereas I can just tell her like, oh, do this and make it like this and put this video first and write this text. And she's like, you mean like this? And then she'll show it to me. And I'm like, yes, that's perfect. And it takes her five minutes, what it would take me in 30 and I'd give up and, and quit. And I basically pay her with, um, Sephora and Fabletics. Oh, that's, that's amazing. I'm like, hey, you want to go shopping on Sephora.com? First, help me make a TikTok. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's perfect. Okay, Tiffany, let's put, um, hold on, hold on one second. My husband has called me like three times in a row. Oh, I know what that means. That means SOS. Please excuse this brief pause as we have a word from our sponsor, my husband, Victor Mangona, at the 39.6 show and community, which anyone is welcome to join on Facebook. Um, you can barely see the wrong, so it's not windowed well? It just, it's not windowed well. I know, I keep, I keep changing. I mean, yeah, it looks like it could be viral. It looks, it looks streaky. Parahylar streakiness could be bronchiolitis, small airways disease, or viral infection. Non-specific. There's no consolidation here. I don't see any consolidation, no. Right? It doesn't look like COVID, right? I mean, COVID is very non-specific looking. It's not a classic picture, for, but it's a pediatric patient, right? Yeah, he's like, how old is no, no, yeah, no. so this is this that looks like a viral infection. You can't say it's not COVID. You can't say it's COVID. Okay. Okay, he okay. Needs, okay. just okay. needs to get tested. Okay, bye. Okay. Girl. I've never gotten a call like that from Victor before. I totally understand. This is this is what it's like though. Like you're trying to record a podcast. I'm trying to get my hair and makeup done for my other thing. Your husband's calling you to read a chest x-ray. Like, but this is what people need to see. Like this yes, is no, real this life. I love it. My podcast interview with Dr. Tiffany Moon. <laughs> I love it. This is how it really is, guys. Well, okay. So you told us how you're, you know, how you do TikToks, which is brilliant. And tell me a little bit about your other day-to-day structures. Like what even now, like the structures, routines you have in place in your home that help get you through your daily life and with help your family and your relationship, right? Because it's helping you. Right. Well, I am a slave to my schedule, which I need to be in order to get done all of the things that I need to do. Right. Mm -hmm. So what I give up in spontaneity, I am rewarded with getting many things done. And people Mm -hmm. will say to me, they're like, God, how do you do it? Like you're a mom and you're a doctor and you have these side businesses and doing all these things and you manage to look great while like, what is, what am I doing wrong? Like teach me your secrets. And I'm like, girl, like, 
there's no secret. Like you just have to do it. You just, just do it. have to put one foot in front of the other. Sometimes you will fall. I actually did fall this week. You see my lip is busted. Someone asked me if I got filler and I was like, um, oh no, I didn't get, I, I yes. fell and busted my lip. Anyway. Um, in heels? Um, no, I was in, in bare feet. See, I don't fall when I'm in heels. I only fall when I'm in flats. It's, it's the weirdest thing. So, um, anyway, I, um, believe in scheduling things because that's the only way things are going to get done. And I will tell you that my husband and I have a weekly, it's about 15, 20 minutes meeting, usually on Sundays where we discuss everything for the next week. It's not a sexy conversation. Mm -hmm. Usually, sometimes there's wine involved. But um, he says, I have, you know, a um, meeting with my banker on Tuesday. We're going to go to the steakhouse, so I won't be home for dinner on Tuesday. And I'll say, oh, well, I have a girl's happy hour on Thursday, but I'll be home to put the girls to sleep. Like, it's just, it's like a logistical planning conversation. Right. No, we all have to have those. We can't all have sexy conversations all the time. Yeah. Yeah. So we sit there and I say, oh, it's so-and-so's birthday next week. Like, do you want me to get the present? Are you going to get it? Like, it's just, it's like weekly planning meeting. I, I should probably come up with a cuter name for it. I don't have a name for it. Um, mm -hmm. But that is what we do. And I'm telling you, like, that makes everything go so much smoother. That 15, 20 minute conversation every Sunday. Yes, we have tried to do that ourselves and so helpful. We need to get back into that habit for sure. Yeah. And then like it's, it's terms of childcare too. What do you guys do for childcare? Well, we basically decided from the get-go that if there were house things, that that would be his responsibility. And if there were children things, that that would be my responsibility. Oh. So that doesn't work for everyone. I'm just sharing what we do mm -hmm. as a couple within our marriage. But if the air conditioner goes out, which it did, and it's 100 degrees outside, that's his problem. Um, he is to pull the AC man and do it or whatever. We have a fountain in the front of our house, which someone backed into. So then the fountain leaked all of its water contents onto the street. and We had to get it patched and repaired, right? So right. just a little fountain glue. And, and that was his problem that okay. he had to call the fountain repair guy to fix this fountain that we imported from Normandy, France from the 1920s and has cost way more than it's worth. Yeah, like now I'm actual fountain. about to destroy the fountain because it's cost way more than I ever imagined it would cost us. Um, but when the girls camp got canceled this summer because, you know, most of the camps in Texas were canceled because of the pandemic, um, that was my problem. You know, it was my responsibility to figure out um, if we felt comfortable having private tutors come in, um, which two or three families we might be comfortable having playdates with, or if we were just going to strict quarantine and, and basically be like, well, at least you guys have each other. You know, that was sort of my, I did the research on that and sort of talked to some other parents and then sort of presented my plan to my husband, mm -hmm. you know, and I said, well, here's the deal. I definitely don't think they should go to camp. We're not going to any like outdoor ballet gymnastics classes, but I found a tutor, like a private tutor who's excellent, came highly recommended. She's happy to wear a mask inside the house if we want her to. Mm -hmm. So she comes for several hours a day and works with my girls so that they're not completely doing nothing. 
Wow. You know, sometimes they tutor. So she reads and they read and they do math. But sometimes they do arts and crafts or they go into the garden and talk about the things that are growing or collect insects. And, you know, like, I mean, Educate. they're five, right? Like we're not doing calculus. So <laughs> it's just a little something to keep them going because I'm in the OR like eight to 10 hours right. a day. And, you know, truth be told, the last thing I want to do when I get home at 530 is go be a preschool teacher. Um, I just want to, you know, hug on them and love them and have dinner and be silly and play Barbie and all that kind of stuff. So um, I guess that's a really long answer to your question. But we've basically from the outset of our marriage sort of assumed responsibility for issues that we know are going to come up, like house things and child care things. And if your elderly parents get sick things and we've sort of talked about it all and we're on the same page. It's not to say that like, oh, that's your problem. Do whatever you want. That's not what I mean. It, it means that the onus is on that individual to sort of do the research and then present to the other person, you know, like what our assessment and plan is. <laughs> and, then the, and then the other person says, yes, agree with assessment and plan. Carry out as you've indicated. Yeah. Okay. Well, okay. Well, let's shift a little bit and talk about finances because we talked about home, children, marriage, and we know you're a true fashion enthusiast and love to shop. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure you've had a lot of open financial discussions with your, your husband to make things work. Like how do you, how did you guys get on the same financial page in regards to spending, saving, investing, well, we have one bank account that both of us are on. Okay. And then we have individual separate accounts wherein I get my hair and makeup and nails done and buy my couture and he doesn't see any of it and it's none of his damn business because that's my money that I made and I'm going to spend it how I choose. Okay. So we mutually pay for things that we mutually have. Okay. And then um, we invest. We have... Um, uh, private, not private, um, separate um, investors. So like his um, person that does his investments is not the same person that does mine because I have my own ideas about where I want to invest. I love to invest in companies led by women, female entrepreneurs, um, a, a, a startup companies, like small sort of um, mothers that have ideas that are working while they're trying to raise children. Like I love to invest in those sorts of companies. Okay. He loves to invest in like, Apple and Google, right? So I'm like, that's boring, like, whatever. But you know, and then we get a little bit competitive on whose portfolio is doing better, right? It's fine. So um, we have our together things. And then we have our separate things. And I don't feel bad spending the money um, in my separate account, because I earn that money. I mean, I've been full time as a professor at UT Southwestern for the last eight years, right? So it's not like I haven't earned that money. Um, I paid off all of my student loans by myself with my money that I earned. Um, and then the rest is sort of just icing on the cake. Like if I want to buy an expensive bag or shoes or it's my girlfriend's birthday and I want to treat her to a really nice dinner or something, like I do that. And he doesn't say anything about it. Like it's just not an issue for us. Right. And he also doesn't have to see it, right? He doesn't. Oh, right. Well, he definitely doesn't see it because he would be like, what? He doesn't, he has no idea how much things cost. I basically just take a zero off. He's like, how much was that new Chanel? I mean, like 400, like it was 4,000. Like he has no clue. Like boys are so, but he probably did this the same thing. He bought new golf clubs. 
like a little sack of metal irons. And yes. I was like, how much were your new golf clubs? He was like a thousand dollars. I was like, really? For like all that? Like it's probably 10,000. I have no idea. I have no idea. I don't know how much his things cost and he doesn't know how much my things cost. And I don't really think it matters. Like in my will, I'm going to write a clause that's like, if I die, like, please don't let me, my husband sell things for how much I told them they were. <laughs> there would be a massive liquidation. <laughs> He's gonna have somebody's gonna have to do some research on that. Yes, yes. The receipts are 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 piled in this other room under the safe with this lock code. Please actually sell them for what their value is, not with the zero knocked off. Well, I love how you even have separate investing, like investing accounts and investing people. I have never heard of heard heard of that. Like a lot of couples, you know pick out and they feel like they have to agree on everything, including how they're investing their money. But that's great because you're super passionate about what you choose to invest in. Yeah. It's perfect. I mean, it, it's probably not for everyone. I think a lot of couples, they could just probably use one person and they agree on, on the things that they're investing in and that would be fine. But like, this is just what works for us. For um, and my person is a female and I love her and we've become friends. And then, you know, his person is at some high powered firm and does all the big stocks. You know what I mean? It, right. We're just in different places. And so I love that we don't have to, you know, argue about it or his person doesn't really know anything about small startup female businesses because that's not what his person looks into, but mine does. So um, it, it's really working really well for us. And last year, my portfolio, I mean, did almost as well as his and he's doing like, you know, big company stocks. And so I felt pretty good about myself. You guys are so competitive. We're so competitive, I know. <laughs> okay, well, lastly, Dr. Tiffany Moon, before you, you know, get on to your next endeavor for the day, what morning or evening rituals or routines do you live by that set you up for success? And I know you've touched on those briefly or you're like your re weekly conversations with your husband. Do you have any morning or evening routines or even monthly or yearly routines that set you guys up for a successful marriage? No, I would just say that weekly meeting that I mentioned earlier, of course, um, that, you know, is subject to change as life happens. Mm -hmm. um, whenever big events happen, like this whole pandemic thing, we have to sort of reevaluate. Um, and then twice a year, we do a home clean out, which has nothing to do with money per se, but we make the kids decide which toys they want to donate mm -hmm. um, to other children who may not be as fortunate, toys and books and clothes. Um, and then my husband and I do the same thing. So um, clothes that I haven't worn in a year, probably mm -hmm. I'm not going to wear them. Um, those either get sold online if they're a little bit nicer or get donated to the local women's shelter. Um, and he does the same thing. So we sort of make, it's a family activity where we sort of do a spring clean out and a fall clean out. And um, it sort of like makes us feel fresh, you know, when we do it, getting rid of things that we don't need. And of course, I'm trying to teach my kids a sense of altruism and that, you know, other kids may not have this many toys. I mean, they have right. way too many toys. Um, and we um, drop them off together. And I, I don't know, I'm trying to like teach them this concept of, you know, giving back. Perfect. Well, I love it. Anything else that we want to wrap up this 
conversation with any keys for your your confidence that you just absolutely exude on every platform you have yeah i will say that don't believe the instagram feed for those of you who might know me and and look and say oh my gosh she has such a beautiful life she has you know fabulous accessories and our kids are always smiling in the pictures I don't tend to post when my kids are biting one another and I had a terrible day at work and I feel like a terrible mom and I'm running around crazy and I have zero makeup on and you know, my eyebrows haven't been waxed in six weeks. They're starting to, you know, get closer and closer together. Like I don't post these and neither do you. So don't believe that what you see on someone's Instagram feed is a true reflection of their life. And then try to compare that to yours because, well, that's a surefire way to make yourself feel bad, right? So just um, stop the comparing, stop the shaming, stop the guilting. Like we are all doing the best that we can. We really are. And I see that in people. So just try, try to give each other a little bit of grace and love and try to see the best in everyone. I love that. We all have to lift each other up. We're women physicians and we are doing the best we can at for our patients and for our family and for our children. And this is why I had you on my show so we could figure out how you make your marriage, your family, medicine, and and your money work work for you. Yeah. So thank you so much. And I am sorry about that brief interruption. No worries. I love it because that was real. That was so real. (laughs) Thank you so much for having me, Kate. Thanks so much, Dr. Tiffany Moon. Bye. Bye, everyone. Well, I hope you guys had as much fun as I did listening to Dr. Tiffany Moon as she gave us a glimpse into her life about how she manages her career as an anesthesiologist, her roles as a supportive and passionate wife and tiger mom. Oh, and I think she might have some other exciting news to share with us. So let's just keep a close watch on her on Instagram and Facebook. And for my three big take-home points about how to maintain a successful marriage, according to Dr. Tiffany Moon, here they are. Number one, have those weekly not-so-sexy conversations with your spouse to set your week up for success for your family, for your children, and your spouse. Number two, saving, investing, and spending does not always have to be something you do together. As long as the two of you agree on a mutual or interdependent plan, it is okay to make your own investments and have your own separate spending accounts. And lastly, but not least, notice yourself when comparing your life and your spouse and your family to those you see on social media. It is only natural, right? It's an innate human quality. We compare. So like Dr. Moon stated, give yourself grace. But how can you do that, you may be asking? Well, notice the feelings that come up when you compare your life to someone else's life because of their latest Instagram photo. What is the feeling that this evokes? And what are your thoughts creating those feelings? What are you making that perfect photo or post mean for you and for your family? And how can you instead have gratitude and compassion. How can you create thoughts that will empower you instead of destroying you the next time you find yourself comparing you and your family to insert your favorite social media icon here? I would also like to extend an invitation 
for any interested listeners. I am looking for volunteers who want free coaching by yours truly. Some of you know that I began school last week at the Life Coach School, and I am crazy excited and cannot wait to start implementing the tools I will be learning to help you stop doubting yourself, achieve your financial goals faster, and transform your relationships from good to amazing. So if you're curious, if you're interested in learning more, please reach out to me at Kate Mangona at medicinemarriageandmoney.com or on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok. And if you find these episodes valuable or simply entertaining, please subscribe, share with your friends and family, and leave us a review. We would truly appreciate it. And lastly, if you are a physician, do not hesitate to join my free Facebook group, Medicine, Marriage, and Money. We would love to have you. Thank you so much, friends, for joining us today. I cannot wait to hear from you and connect with you soon. Adios. Bye-bye. The content of this podcast is not intended to be a substitute for professional, medical, or financial advice. The opinions provided on this podcast are those of myself or the invited guest alone. They do not represent the opinions of any particular institution. Always seek the advice of your physician or financial advisor with any questions you may have of a medical condition or financial plan. This is for your entertainment only.